2: Fuck your bitch and the click you claim. West side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, niggas fuck for life. Plus Buffy to see me weak. Hearts I rip. Ricky Smalls and Junior, mafia, some more gas bitches. We keep on coming while we running for your Foods. You know the rules, little Caesar. Go ask your homie how I leave you, cut your young ass up, leave you in pieces. Now be deceased, little kid. Don't fuck around with real G's. Quick the snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace. I let the niggas. battle, all you niggas getting killed with your mouths open, trying to come up off of me, you in the clouds open, smoking dope, it's like a Sherman, niggas think they learn to fly, but they burn, motherfucker, you deserve to die, talking about you getting money, but it's funny to me, all you niggas living bummy while you fucking with me, I'm a self-made millionaire, thug living out of prison, pistols in the air, <laughs> Biggie remember when I used to let you sleep on the couch, and beg a bitch to let you sleep in the house. It's all about Versace You copy my style Five shots couldn't drop me I took it in smell Now I'm about to set the record straight With my AK, I'm still the thug that you love to hate
1: guys welcome to your thursday episode of so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan bailey what a week we've had so far folks haven't we we had monday the pop culture roundup very emotional uh we had uh the ladies from say bible talking two hours of the kardashians yesterday we had danny pellegrino how can we even continue this streak well i think we do it today we've got two amazing guests um Zach Peter and Adam Newell who if you don't know Zach's podcast, you gotta know uh, it's it's awesome and up and Adam live on YouTube Adam Newell I mean these two guys do everything and talk about everything that we love and they're going out on a live tour and at the bourbon room in Los Angeles I will be one of their guests next week in Los Angeles but you can do a live stream as well. We'll talk all about that in a second. Um, I started the show off with a mashup, Miley Cyrus mixed with, of course, Tupac. Now I I still remember to this day my one of my best friends, Susie Hengel, at Arizona State University. Yeah, we we went Ivy League of the West, and uh, she introduced me to that Tupac song, and I had never felt like this man was in his mid twenties and he had the most hate filled rap song against. Notorious B.I.G. I've ever heard in my life, but at the same time, so catchy. Do you also? Do you guys also have that thing where I remember when I was younger, and I was God. I had to have been like what, what nineteen or twenty when I heard this song, and I thought Tupac was in his forties. <laughs> <laughs> mid-twenties like you know there were certain people you would make celebrities way older than they were you would make them more mature even though they were like rapping about insane things like i'm going to kill you and you're like that's a very old soul that's a very old soul uh but hit em up is one of my it's like back in the day when i used to go on a lot of auditions i'll, I'll get there again um you would have like a pump-up cd of like pump up songs to like get you psyched for the audition and hit them up was one of my, I didn't, I didn't book a lot of roles actually. That's now that I'm thinking about it. Um, how are you guys? Are you guys good? How's the week been? It just flies, doesn't it? It flies. Uh, today was one of those weird days where I don't set an alarm anymore because I usually just wake up because my body's old and, um, and I slept in until 11 and it was one of those things where I woke up and I immediately – when you know, you're immediately like fucked. You're like, I just missed a phone call. And you're, you're, you're half shocked that your body was able to let you sleep in that long. And then you're just already like, wow, what a horrible start to the day. And the day just – I mean it never – there were moments that it was good, I guess. But just when you're starting at that much of a differential, it just it's not good you guys know. Um, I also went hiking today. I've been, I've worked out like 16 days in a row and, uh, I think it's done nothing for me. Uh, but today's hike was so hard. I don't know if you guys enjoy the workouts or whatever, but I was going up a hill and I was just like, what a stupid act. Like when you're, when you're going up the hill, you're like, this could be the, the stupidest activity I've ever thought to do. Literally just go up a hill and then you're just panting and then you're upset that you're panting and then other people are passing you, listening to you pant. And then you're like, I have to stop. And you're like, is this the end of the road for me? Do I just say my goodbyes right here? I made it, but like, I don't know what the point is. Like I'm trying to get a workout. And I just end up really ashamed of myself by the end. It's Fascinating. Um, also I'm staring at my wonderful dog, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, do you wanna say hi to every Okay, you're just looking your butthole. Um my uh my beautiful dog Brooklyn is usually with my ex and um I I've been getting her more recently and it is just God, what a like these are our best friends. Like these li- I know. Yeah, sneeze it up. Oh, you're no, you're good. We're just talking about you on the podcast. Um, it's like, this is the person I taught, this is the person that I've been through everything with, like all of the ups, all of the downs was with my, with my dog, Brooklyn. And it is so like, I, I have not had, I've not gotten to have her a lot in the last couple of years, um, just because of COVID and things. And, and my ex is, I always say this literally the best dog mother you could ever have, you know. But it is so funny. You just look at her and you think about all these memories and all these monologues. Like you guys hear my monologues now. Brooklyn used to be my one podcast listener before I had a podcast. She would listen to all of it. I would just monologue to this poor girl. And she's back and and she's like, thank God you have a podcast audience now, right? Uh, I do want to talk a little bit on Friday. So Friday we'll do a Real Housewives of Orange County recap with – I watched it tonight, Noella. Gee, oh my god, you guys. I just can't take her. I'm sorry. I, I I love all you guys that love Noella. I just can't take her. I know she'll be there for years to come, but I just can't do it. I mean, I'm gonna do it. I just can't do it. Do you guys see the difference? Um, we'll do that. We'll do a lot of pop culture stories because we've got a lot of Oscar updates. I wanted to talk to you about Craig Conover's uh, book, which, by the way... A friend of the pod, Samaj Bloodson, he went to Craig and Austin's first live podcast and actually talked to Austin and told Austin I was a good guy. Which, by the way, we don't need – Samaj, we don't need to be – like, Austin's not a good guy. You don't need to tell Austin I'm a good guy. You need to tell Austin he's a bad guy. Ugh. So he went to that. I want to talk to you more about that on Friday. I want to talk. There's so many good pop culture news stories that we'll do a like we'll do a bit before the OC recap today. I'm just gonna get right into the interview after this next uh, little bit because my voice is tired and your boy has to wake up early because I'm doing an interview with a French. Uh, a French TV show a French they they want to talk to a uh, Iran uh, you say my French accent is is exactly the same as my Andrea from summerhouse accent but they want to interview me about what it what what hate watching is. And hate watching to me is what it's all about lately, folks. It really, it truly has taken over in the weirdest way. Uh, if you listen to the Danny interview, which if you haven't, please go back and listen to it. It's really great. But we talk about hate watching in the sense of uh, Sex in the City or and just like that. Is that I was more looking forward to that than just some of the shows I loved, and what a weird course that we're we're going. That we would sometimes rather watch something that we hate rather than watch something that we know we'll love. Does that make sense? And in fact, speaking of that, I just started the fourth season of Yellowstone because it finally popped up on uh, the old Peacock app. And if you don't know Yellowstone, guys, I got to do a whole nother Yellowstone podcast. I've talked about it a couple times in this show. It's literally the most batshit unrealistic show I've ever seen in my life. And it is one of the most popular shows on TV. And it is batshit like Literally, the end of the third season, everybody gets gunned down. I just started the fourth episode. Beth, the daughter of Kevin Costner, is like, she just got blown up and she's like, Can I borrow a cig- cigarette? Uh, I'm going to smoke this cigarette. <sighs> and she's all like blown up. And then, like, Kevin Costner has like, been hit like 80 billion times with bullets and he's kind of still hanging in there. It makes, <laughs> guys, it makes zero sense at all. Like, it is hysterical that people are taking the show seriously. I've never seen something more unrealistic in my life. And I'm even including the Marvel movies in that Marvel movies make more sense than Yellowstone. Like once again, very small town that this takes place. There's no reason that people should still even be around during the fourth season because they've killed off so many people in a small town. Do you know what I'm saying? It may, and I don't care if you're like, well, rip fills out his jeans. It's pretty hot. Really? It's that hot that you're willing to completely forget about like draw like uh, story that this this would there's no possible way that this would ever happen. Kevin Costner would have been dead on the first shot. Like do you ever think about that on like I always think about that in action films like Mission Impossible where like Tom Cruise is running down like a road like as fast as he can. I was like my knee would give out immediately or I would like shit myself like irritable bowel syndrome, where are the action heroes that are like, Oh, shit, I've got I've got to flare up. I got to get ah, uh, damn it. Inopportune time, which is when IBS usually happens, right? Inopportune times. Where is the action hero that fights with IBS? Like then I'd be like, that's I that is a scenario. That's real right there. That is real. I really shouldn't be able to Talk to actual people um i wanted to tell you about my night i went through a tiktok boot camp if you will tonight your boy is trying to uh he just woke up from the ice age and he's trying to learn how to do new social media apps and actually tiktok i've told you like i hated it well i didn't hate it i just didn't know it or i was staying far away from it and then i i got the app and i started looking at videos and like i was like oh my god i love watching people Pop their pimples, and I was getting a lot of those, and that was cool. And then I was like, I could make some of these videos. And luckily, the coolest thing about doing the stuff that I do is I get to meet a lot of other artists. And I say artists in the truest sense of the word. I don't mean this as a joke, but I'm friends with Lauren, which is at the Zen Blonde. You guys know the Zen Blonde. If you don't, like, please look her up on TikTok. TikTok you'll know exactly who she is. She does these amazing deep dives into pop culture, into seedier mystery, murder, things like this. and And I just think she's brilliant at what she does. And uh through her i got to meet uh john joseph and you would know him as at it's john joseph on tiktok these guys are like half a million followers all of this stuff but uh they do a lot of stuff for um uh businesses corporate accounts and uh i was like i would love to learn and they said well, you know we'd love to teach you how to use tiktok and i was like this is this would be fun like teach your dad how to to do tiktok <laughs> and they came over tonight i think it's like first guests I've actually ever had over at my house. And it was so nice to have them over and we made our first TikTok video together. They taught me so much. It is kind of cool talking to anybody that's passionate about something, whether it be a social media app or a movie or music or whatever. Passion is passion, but they taught me and we made our first or, you know, we, we made it together, but go follow me. It's at so bad it's good with Ryan B on uh, TikTok and then go like this video. It's uh, my some of my findings from the Tom Girardi auction. But there'll be a lot of other videos like this. And they gave me so many good ideas. And, you know, I I hope it's like I just realized I'm just going off on rants here. But it reminds me of like high school. Like it reminds me of the drama club. And you know, we would, we would do these, you know, it's like the most creative you'll ever be sometimes is in those days of high school when anything is possible. Like I remember putting on shows on lunch breaks, like we would have brown bag theater, um, on lunch breaks. And, and I think about it now, I'm like, what possessed you to think you could do a whole show every week, during lunch and this was during high school. Like you thought it was no big deal and you were just having fun and you were just in it. And, and I think that was it. It was just the point of you were having fun and then once you get older and the fun goes out of it and it becomes work, it, it, it feels like work. And I got to tell you, this podcast, it doesn't feel like work a lot of the times so when I get to actually talk to you guys and I can see, you, like, I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's really nice because I can actually see, I, I know who I'm talking to. I've met enough of you guys now through uh, Instagram and, and things like that, where I'm like, hell yeah, man, we're all on the same page for the most part. <laughs> um. But they came over, taught me what I needed to know. So this will be a great adventure. They're going to come back uh, in a couple months. They'll be on the podcast and we'll talk about my journey through TikTok. But these guys are great at the Zen Blonde, at It's John Joseph. They really are kind of geniuses of this and very passionate about that. And like I said earlier, I just love people with passion completely. Okay, I'm starting to have hiccups and I'm watching my dog later, but so let's get on to the guest for today. Uh, They've got a show. They're touring now at a bunch of different locations, which we talk about in this interview. It's called Spilling Tea with Zach and Adam Live. Uh, Zach, Peter, and Adam Newell. I'll put all the information... Uh, in the show description But you can get tickets At Uh The Los Angeles show I believe is sold out But you can get tickets To the live stream And you gotta get tickets guys Cause I'll be there Sheena will be there Brock will be there uh, Schwartz will be there Sandoval will be there This is kind of A real deal show And I agreed to be on this Cause I like both of these guys greatly But at the same time I'm testing the waters Because I really do want to do My own live show I really want to do a couple before the end of the year, and I want to see if there's an audience for that. And and I just I'm very excited to have been asked to do this. So I will be there with bells on. If any of you guys are there um, next week, please let's hang, let's have a drink, whatever. Um, But also you gotta you gotta go support Adam at his YouTube channel up in Adam Live. And Zach Peter's podcast is hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I've been a guest a couple of times, but together they are an unstoppable force, like a transformer coming together to create one badass entertainment duo. Uh, so here they are, Spilling Tea Live: Zach Peter and Adam Newell. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today we we're we're double teaming in it. We got we got twice the trouble with us today. Uh two people that you know and respect from this community of bravo lovers. Uh but they also do so much more and they have joined forces you guys to do what I think is going to be one of the best you you haven't seen a tour like this. I'm telling Pink Floyd, Lady Gaga, not, this is going to be a mind-blowing experience and you're going to need to see one of these shows. Now, a lot of these shows I'm about to tell you about are sold out, but there is going to be a live stream of the Los Angeles show, uh, which is April 7th. Uh, and we'll go into that and, and how you can get tickets and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm appearing at that show. I'm actually going, I'm going to be reenacting the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap from the Oscars. So I'm very excited to be there. Um, but we got to get into this because I need to know their opinions on so much pop culture and Bravo. And I also want to talk about the tour. Uh, you know, them from from uh, Up and Adam. We got Adam Newell from YouTube. We got Zach Peters from No Filter with Zach Peters. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Ooh. Um, okay, good talking to you, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brian
4: Bailey. We love you. We miss you. We were we just had a chaotic live stream with you and Jeff Epstein, where he was driving and people were like having a heart attack. I
5: think guys, I was having a heart attack.
1: Yeah, by the way, Adam. So Adam has a huge YouTube channel, which I'm trying to understand. And it just, it's a whole nother ball game. And he does it so flipping well. But he was he was doing this stream, I think, on his YouTube, and we were all <laughs> coming on to announce that we were going to be part of the show. And Jeff Epstein, the podcaster who's been on this show before, he was literally being fast and furious in his car driving to OC, I think, to meet Dr. Jen from Real Housewives of Orange County. I think. No, he was doing and, laser away to get his oh, he was, <laughs> sorry laser. And it really like it was it was scary. It was like, these are how car crashes happen. He was definitely scaring me. I got anxiety
5: from that. And I remember getting off of that live stream with you guys. And I stayed on the phone with Zach and I said to Zach, I was like, I don't know if I need like a drink. I don't know what I need, but that
1: was a lot. But that's always with Jeff Epstein. It's like it's like last week's episode of Summer House where it started at the beginning and kept getting crazier and crazier. That's Jeff Epstein. So, by the way, so you guys, you got to go to the show in LA just to see what Jeff Epstein does, because I'm scared. I'm. Are you guys? You haven't done any of the live shows yet, have you? No, no. our first one is is April seventh with you at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is going to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? Now, are you scared? Are you excited? Are you, I mean, I love the thought of doing live podcasts and live shows, and you guys are amping it up a little bit where it's not just your standard run-of-the-mill live podcast. You guys are doing like segments almost. Right. Actually, that's
5: the perfect, yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. I mean, I feel like we have this conversation, you know, almost every day. And we spoke this morning and we're like, wow, we're only one week away from the week that we're going on stage for the first time. Luckily, I haven't actually seen the stage. Whereas Zach said, you know, I walked up there and I was like, Oh shit, this is happening. Whereas like, I'm just going to wait until the night of that way. If I have a Heather McDonald falling out moment, I have it. It's on stage and I haven't psyched myself out. And where are you at Zach? I mean, I've done live stage stuff for like a really
1: long time. Actually, I was born in the theater. I was
4: born there. No, I'm not that bitch. Um I I hate the theater. Uh I hate yeah, I hate live stuff. I used to do stand up and I have done it for so long but I literally like have a freak out moment every single time I'm supposed to go on stage and like wanna quit and wanna run away. So I might have to take like some drugs from Jeff Epstein just to get me on stage. <laughs> JK, JK. Um but no, as Adam said, I went through a walk through here at the at the venue, the Bourbon Room here in Los Angeles and we were like going through all the details and stuff and I had Adam on FaceTime. And then I was like, you know, what, let me just go on stage to see how fun this is going to feel. And then I got on stage and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it feels horrible. This feels, I was like,
1: this no, thank you. <laughs> this is but not it, good. Yeah.
4: But at least Adam and I have each other to go up on stage with.
3: So you well, something- And it's
5: going to be funny because can, can you imagine having the two opening acts and then all of a sudden being like, well, here comes, you know, Zach and Adam. And then all, there's just nothing. We both walk out and we're like, oh, shit, we can't do
1: that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. we we made a we made a grave mistake. Um, it is it is cool what you guys are doing though too because I think it's such a smart thing. Of first off, teaming up together, which I want to know how this all came to pass because you guys have very successful entities solo. So was the idea for a team up just because we can we can get more people there? Or what has your working relationship been like?
4: See, we had slept together and then <laughs> okay. <we>
5: pretty- <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel like there's a, a truth, a true version of this, and there's a very cotton candy version. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what Zach is going uh, to get. Uh, let's go for the true version. That'd be amazing.
4: Go, Adam. Will, we'll I'll let you kick this one off. How did this all come to be? And yeah. then I'll give I'll give the, the, the reality afterwards.
5: Okay. So I was just minding my own business, sitting in a bathtub <laughs> and doing my emails, and that's what in I the do.
4: Bathtub
5: in the bathtub. <laughs> and I was trying to put together this sort of mashup on my channel with an attorney that a lot of people know for the Erica Girardi case. And yes, Zach Ronald, uh, Ronald and few, Richards, yeah, yeah, Ronald Richards and a few other people. And we just couldn't get the dates and times and agree on everything. And in that conversation, I said to Zach, I was like, Why don't we just do something on our own that's diff- different? What do yeah. you think about this? And Zach was like, I was just talking to Jason about this, my fiance. So we both had the idea of a tour, you know, at the at, at the top of our mind, it was just about pulling the trigger, which I feel like we always do.
4: Yeah. So Adam's referencing a Ad, Ronald Richards and myself were both going to appear on Up and Adam Together because we've had a bit of a contentious relationship. Oh yes. We, yeah, yeah. We've shared <laughs> words on Twitter. <laughs> um, so we were gonna have a sit-down with Adam on Up and Adam Together, and Adam was trying to coordinate it. And then, you know, we just decided like this isn't productive. This isn't, you know. Like, maybe it'll be drama and interesting or whatever, but like, I don't think it's productive at the end of the day. And so we were like, well, why don't we do something productive and something that would be fun? And we both had a like kind of been marinating on doing some sort of live event. And so we decided, why not do it? And maybe invite some of the friends that we collaborate with all the time we also have you know great connections in the bravo world with a lot of these reality stars that come on our show all the time and we're like why don't we just pull all of our contacts together and see if we can actually put together a live
1: show and how many you how many tour dates are you doing right now because you have like a bunch
4: right now we have three we have la nashville and new york all in april and nashville
1: you have um uh what's your name appearing with you who i love Emily D Baker, Emily D Baker. Yes. Uh, I love another uh, YouTuber slash podcaster slash amazing person. So that I mean, I would love to see what you guys are going to do there. Um, The LA show itself is sold out as of this point right now. But you said there is this kind of live stream thing that we could sign up for if we do want to see the hijinks that that will go down that night. Yes, so there are the physical
4: tickets, and then we have live stream uh, tickets available. So you can either buy like a ticket to watch the live stream, which is five dollars, or we have a VIP option, which gives you the live stream, the recording of the live stream, and um, a behind the scenes series that Adam and I will be taking because we're going to be taking LA, Nashville, and you're, New York City. But well,
1: you're going to be doing a reality show uh, <laughs> behind the scenes of this is amazing. Like you got a is there going to be uh, is there going to be groupies for this tour? Are You guys gonna have like a bunch of guys following you around and some girls like just wanting to get backstage? I mean, we I, landed in Nashville not even knowing that
5: we we literally picked our date during Nash Vegas spring break. So yeah. it's supposed to be wild anyways in Nashville. Who knows what the behind the scenes footage? Wait, is what going is to Nash
1: be. Vegas spring
5: break? I it's a thing. It's I don't know. Everybody I would imagine
4: like Nashville, and then they call it Nash Vegas because they're going to oh, get trash. I can I already feel like, myself
5: getting sick. Like that is horrible. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, like Nash a beer Vegas? fest, like wet t-shirt con- contest. Like that would be a Nash Vegas spring break. I feel.
1: <laughs> well, perfect. So, okay, great. Adam, yeah. will do
4: the beer fest, and I'll do the wet t-shirt contest. Perfect. I want
1: to. I want to talk about the LA show because I, you, you know, you have like I think Faces by Bravo is going to be there. Stephen, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there, uh, but then you have like some really. Also, like some bit, like is is, did I totally make this up? Is Sheena and Brock gonna be there? Sheena Shea, Sheena and Brock will be there, and then Uh. we have both Toms that are gonna be there as well on stage, and a bunch of Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval will be there post the divorce filing. Tom, we will get to see him with our own eyes and how he is holding up. That's that's uh, that's happening. We we had this as a whole PR strategy for six months, Ryan. Yeah, he was <laughs> he were like, "Let's let's wait until after you announce the divorce, and then we'll do it." Yeah, yes. Um, is were they totally cool with? Like, was everybody like, "Yeah, I want to do it"? Like, was you know, did you have to talk into these people into doing it, or were they totally down from the beginning? I- Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like everybody was pretty on board once they
5: knew, you know, what the format of the show was, who was going to be a part of it. The fact that we sold it out without, the the thing is, what was so great about this is we sold out of Los Angeles before we announced any talent, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And especially, I don't think we announced influencers or talent yet before we sold By the time we announced
4: Sheena, we had only had like two tickets left, and yeah, like, that's amazing. Like it was insane that just Adam and I were able to sell these tickets with just our package deal without even telling, announcing anybody else that was going to be a part of the show. Which well, made it good. like a bonus for the people yeah. who
5: bought the tickets.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's what's cool is that you're really creating an experience uh, because it seems like I'm like I even want to be there. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, but just give me a ticket. Like I want to, I want to see this with my own eyes because it seems, I'm like, that That sounds really cool to even just watch, even if I wasn't a part of it, you know?
4: Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the response that we got is like most people, we didn't even have to really sell them on it. We were just like, hey, so Adam and I are thinking of doing a live show together. Would you be interested? And that's really how we ended up with so many people is we weren't expecting everybody yeah. to say yes. <laughs> like we thought people were going to be like, oh, I it's true. Like,
1: it's insane doing this stuff. I always plan on no. And like you rarely, weirdly, you rarely hear no anymore in podcasting. Cause everybody's like, yeah, I want to talk. Like I'll talk, you know, and then you're like, Oh, I wasn't, I'm always counting on no's. Um, is it true? There's an after party at Schwartz and Sandy's. Is that, there- is this true? Or is that a rumor?
4: That was something that we were working on. Oh, but it's not happening. Schwartz and you Sandy's won't be are-
1: open by <laughs> sons. Be- uh, I'm out. That's okay. I'm out of the wanted. show. That's it. That so- is
4: that was Ryan, you have a great relationship period.
5: with the Toms, though. I mean, they were throwing they were throwing progress parties at Schwartz and Sandy. So
1: ask them, why can't we throw our after party at Schwartz and Sandy? Ah, uh, God. Well, okay, so when you have Schwartz and Sandoval, what I mean, do, are you going to be doing, like, are you going to be asking them questions? And if so, have you already come up with the questions? Do you have any ground rules? Is there, you guys as performers working together, um, has that been kind of ironed out of like, I'm the cleanup guy. I'm the goofy guy, you know? Well, Adam's definitely the cleanup guy. <laughs> well,
5: I, I was I'm about to be say, the I one feel to like he's the though. bad guy. Yeah. You're so He's the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always the nice guy, but on stage though, I feel like I could get a little bit sassy with it. So I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. Um, Nothing. I I think at this point, nothing
4: is off limits. You know, we have such great relationships with the Toms that I think, you know, they've always been so open and candid. Same thing with Sheena and Brock, always so open and candid. Um, I feel like every time I have them on my shows, like I always end up like on Vanderpump rules or like, you know, we break the internet on us weekly. Um, So I'm looking forward to making some headlines with these Brock. Bravo stars. I mean, I think they always know how to deliver. We don't know what the questions are just yet. We were having a production meeting right before this with you, Ryan, where we got into a fight because um, <laughs> I was being mean <laughs> to him when I wasn't. He just thinks that like my Erica Jane persona sometimes I'm like, listen, the Suttons of the world need to just like take a chill pill. Oh my God. You know what I, too,
1: we've been wait, doing I was this. I since... you guys, I, I was going to, I should bring my big oil painting oh my gosh I should bring that with me and just be able to show the audience this this beautiful oil painting of Tom Girardi and her brother's (laughs)
4: I am so pissed at you, Ryan Bailey, because I was bidding on those items at the auction. The lingerie, I was bidding on. Ryan Bailey outbid me. That, that
1: lingerie is in the trunk of my car right now because I use it to do cameos with. And so if I ever get pulled over, there's a frame photo of Tom Girardi as a lawyer and just red lingerie in my trunk. That's the only thing in my trunk right now. If it, you ever Sonya Morgan
5: it and lean into
4: OnlyFans, please wear that.
5: Is, <laughs> it, a public, is it public knowledge how much we paid
1: for the lingerie? Yeah, I think it is. it was like five hundred dollars. I think wow. it was it was crazy, but that's the it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's going to be able to be used in perpetuity. That's that. But they, eventually, I'll have to handle it, hand it over to the Smithsonian or something. But for now, it's going to live with me. Um, speaking of Bravo and things like that, we brought up the Erica Jane stuff, and I want to know where you guys are at because we're now getting so many rumors and all of these things about the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are already done filming. And and Erica Jane said something so insane to Kathy Hilton that Kathy Hilton exploded and Aspen will never be the same. What are you guys hearing? What is your opinion? Are we even ready for a new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is happening in less than like a a month and a week or something?
5: Yes.
4: The Uh, answer
1: is yes to all of that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go ahead, Zach.
4: So, Beverly Hills is the show that I have the most connections to. And I can tell you, Ryan Bailey, this is going to be a very good season. And it's going to take us back to like some of the housewives' roots, where you have a lot of women, there's a lot of story, there's a lot of drama, and there's a lot of conflict and resolution. And it's very fast paced moving, which is, I think, what New York has always done really well of, with exception for these past couple of seasons, is there's a lot of stuff going on. There's always like conflict resolution, and we keep the train moving. That's going to happen with Beverly Hills this season and then the end is a lot of the Kathy Hill or i don't want to say if it's it's a lot of the Kathy Hilton stuff but the Aspen trip and the final week of filming does revolve a, a lot around Kathy she obviously has a or has been rumored i heard a rumor i didn't spread a rumor i heard a rumor okay Ryan Bailey that <laughs> that Kathy Hilton um has a meltdown in Aspen where she literally went bananas really because one cameras and, and uh, cameras were down and everybody was off for their night. It was their final night in Aspen. So they all went out to like a country club and it was at this country club where I guess she wasn't getting the service that she normally gets because she goes <laughs> in pretty often. And I think my theory is she realized cameras are down. We're not miked. Like I can be the monster that I am. I'm not hunky-dory tonight. Tonight mm-hmm. I'm the real Kathy Hilton. And so she, you know, was upset that, People weren't giving her any preferential treatment either because either she was Kathy Hilton and she goes there often, or maybe because they're the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that she expected something. I don't know, but she ends up getting in a fight with the DJ because she wanted to play a Michael. She wanted him to play a Michael Jackson song, and he's like, "This isn't 1996. Like, we don't do song requests anymore. Like, I have a DJ." Play a Spotify playlist and I hit the space bar and that's how we do it. Ask Paris Hilton. She's a DJ. And so Kathy was upset and under her breath, one of the housewives is claiming, I guess we now know it was Erica, Erica yeah. is claiming that she uh, dropped a, a homophobic slur about the DJ. So she ends up leaving the, uh, the, I guess the wives were like, all right, we need to get Kathy out of here. She's having a moment. She's melting down. She's kind of starting to spit stupid things. And so they end up taking her out and taking her back to Kyle's Aspen cabin where she's there with Lisa Rinna and then continues to melt down where she's throwing things, um, I think she like threw her glasses on the floor and smashed them. And like literally like all of these crazy things that she's allegedly done, screaming at the top of her lungs. Lisa Rinna is like in a bunker in the basement, like covering herself with a blanket. She's like like dancing, you know, she's like uh, dancing for her TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) and so um and so she apparently didn't think anybody was going to talk about it and the next morning or once they started filming again all of the women were like you better believe we're going to talk about it so sutton's talking about it erica's talking about it Lisa Rin is talking about. You're like we
1: got it. We got a se- we got a season finale here. We are talking about this.
4: And as soon as I guess Kathy heard wind that they were talking about it, she publicly denied it on E News. So I'm curious to see how that plays out on the show. That's
1: the thing too was that I even remember watching a live with her the next mm-hmm. week, and she was like, "No, nothing happened." Like, and she was so convincing, which really just goes to show how everybody in this world is just. Bald faced liars, and especially the housewives, because I even believed it. I was like, oh, just a rumor. That's just a rumor. Nothing happened. You know, they're all talking about it. And so, and if it were just
4: a rumor, then why did she stop filming all of the cast events after Aspen? There were three cast events that she missed Garcelle's party, Erica Jane's hair launch party and the finale party, um, that happened at Kyle's house. And I believe that there was some like homage paid to their mother at the party as well, but she avoided the cast. There was only one scene with or There was one time that she did film with Kyle. And then Lisa Rinna also happened to be there where they addressed the Aspen trip, I believe. Um, But from what I've heard, it was a very short scene. Like they didn't film for very long. And I don't think that there was really any resolution that came out of that. But she was like, no, her, her, uh rep or her manager went to radar online is like oh no you know kathy didn't go to the finale party because she had to go be with her grieving friend out in palm beach and then we see kathy with her grieving friend in palm beach at trump's super bowl party so (laughs) you know it was like and lisa is like blasting
1: her on instagram and like yeah by the way because once lisa gets a lisa gets a piece of meat she's gonna like gnaw that thing to the bone she's gonna like um adam are you hearing the same stuff is this is this confirmed by you as well same stuff but i just hate this because i love kathy
5: hilton i i don't want this to be true but I you can still
1: feel... love like you can
5: st- yes like, come on i, I,
1: like I her. love her but i also realize that we're probably not seeing the real real kathy hilton it's like right. we don't see the real chris jenner on keeping right. up with the kardashians
5: it's kind of giving me those vibes too like we just watched with teresa judice on the real housewives of new jersey when everybody was like whoa you know, Jennifer said that you stormed out and you told production that you were done. And she's like, what? No, that didn't happen. No. And we have it on camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you have it on camera. So I'm hoping that's not what we're going to get, but it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. And I know Zach does have, like he has really reliable sources over there when it comes to that franchise. So I just hate this, but
1: yeah. How are there so many, I mean, how and why, I guess, are there so many leaks though? And, you know, in this day of, we we can make up any rumors we want, you know, Dumois goes unchecked, um, you know, and, and she, you know, will say that herself that these aren't, you know, like all of this stuff happens. And sometimes it's like, we get it so wrong. And it's like, sometimes really dangerous. I mean, like I, am not dangerous, but I remember like the Andy Cohen thing of like, you know, CNN's fired Andy Cohen. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Like, are you kidding me? No. Like, why do you think we get so like why do you think so many people talk these days and where do you guys stand on pushing wrong information possibly? Well, that's a great question.
4: Yeah, I think it I get so frustrated sometimes though Ryan because like you said there I call it low budget tea and it's these rumors that people spill on Twitter, like there's this one that I got in a fight. I need to stop getting into fights on Twitter. I wasn't even drunk. I was dead sober. But so there was like this person on Twitter that was like spilling bad tea, but like he owns it. And he's like, I give bad tea because I think it's funny that everybody retweets it and turns it into a thing. So I think you have people like that that mm-hmm. are intentionally doing it because they know their account's going to get retweets and likes, and they know that they're going to get attention from it, whether it's good or bad. It doesn't matter because they're talking about something that's not going to air for another six, seven, eight months. Um, Um, So I think you have people out there that are planting stuff because they want the attention, which is, you know, puts a lot of responsibility on people like Adam and I to give good tea or to vet our sources, which we try to do. And even on my show, I'm very clear with like, this is a Twitter theory from fans. This is a vetted source that I have, or this is a theory that I have. You know, I always like to be very clear about that. That way it doesn't look like I'm, uh, you know, schlecking bad, uh, bad rumors. But I think it's it's tough. And I think Also, housewives and people in production, producers included, wanna make sure they get their narratives placed. Like if you're a producer for a certain housewife, you want that housewife to look good. So there's a benefit in planting stories to get things out ahead of time. That way you can start to build the narrative. And if the narrative starts to build amongst the audience before editing happens, then a lot of times, like we see a lot on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the editing has to be um, met to fit whatever, not to fit the narrative, but to address whatever is being talked about on Twitter, now they have to uh, address it
1: in the show. So editing has to reflect that. It's very interesting, you guys, in the fact that I really do think now these production teams have to really include and pay attention to the social media stuff. And and because, like right now, like, you know, we haven't even seen a frame of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but we're deep in like, I feel like already the season's up and running because there are so many rumors. And I would imagine production really has to keep a close eye on that. Cause we haven't even gotten a first trailer. When do you guys think that'll hit? Second I'm not saying at the end, end of week. Week. April. I would say second, second or third week, week of April. Okay. Well, I would think uh, if you guys have a video screen at your show and you're doing well, you got to play it for the crowd and just get, I mean, that's going to get people hyped up because you know, the end of that's going to be all the Kathy Hilton stuff. It'll like, like go to crescendo and then it'll like, bam, bam, bam. Um,
4: Wait, can I tell you? Yeah. Since I started talking about it, Kathy Hilton went onto my personal Instagram and started liking photos as like an ICU. Kathy's like literally watching. in my.
1: Kathy's literally, literally in my bed. My a, Kathy's in my bed right now. That's a why. She's photo like, oh, of so like my bed. me as a child. I was like from like Dude. a long. Kathy's like my, Kathy's like my mom, where she literally will go on at all weird times of night and you'll catch a random Kathy Hilton. Like, like, it's really bizarre. She'll like a picture of my dog or something. And it's, it's like where she's been scrolling. It's like exactly wow. the shit. That's my mom actually done.
5: what she liked of uh, like my photo that she liked on Instagram was of me on the beach with my two dogs. But also Zach, I'm an honorary Hilton as per Kathy Hilton, when I got her on YouTube and she did say that. So maybe she just, She's like, oh well, he's a part of the family, so maybe it's not bad vibes. Adam,
1: I, I like. Well, I don't. I don't. God, I mean, like, I sometimes some of these people, I'm like, I don't don't follow me, don't like, you know, like I get it makes me nervous. I want to be able to say what I yeah. want to say without, you know, because I do get sensitive towards people's feelings, and it there's not a lot of place for that. And sometimes what we do, um, Adam, I wanted to talk to you really quickly. You had one of the best uh, interview slash scoops of anything last year with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City talking to uh, Mary Cosby's family. I mean, you you were in the same room. Like i I was talking that I was talking about you guys to Amy Phillips last week when I was on the Sirius Radio show and I was talking about your show and we were talking about Adams' interview. I mean, how did that even come to pass? Can you explain for the people that don't know what I'm talking about, what it was? But it, it's really just jaw-dropping what you got to do. Absolutely. Um, thank you, One, But, you know, I actually, I was approached
5: by Mary Cosby's family about a year before that interview. And when I was, I did an interview with one of her cousins and I put that on YouTube. It was a hit, but then he kept telling me that he had more information and he had photos and he had audio clips. And I didn't know what the, and this is why I always call Emily D Baker. So I'm happy she'll be in Nashville, but I didn't know what was legal. What can you give out? What can you not? And some of it felt really dirty because we lost one of the people who was in the audio files, obviously. um, And I don't want to really talk too much about that, but So eventually I reached out to the family member and I said, okay, well, instead of you sending me these audio clips and photos, do you have a way for me to get in contact with Mary or her parents? He said, well, Mary doesn't talk to the family, but I can put you in contact with the parents. And I called and lo and behold, the mom actually watches me, listens to Zach, watches you, knows who Jolene is, knows everyone because Mary's mom's always on YouTube and she was excited. So it just became an opportunity. I said,
1: okay, then I'll fly out next week. You flew out to her. I mean, what, what, going into that experience, I just have to believe you're like, what the heck is going on with my life? Like it it was such a stark, like the, the image itself just is like, it was like you sitting in a living room with, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, is this really happening? It
5: was actually kind of strange because when I showed up to Salt Lake city, um, I took an Uber out there and the Uber started getting further and further from downtown Salt Lake. It took me like an hour and I was texting Zach in between. And then finally I just showed up at this residential home just in this, you know, regular yeah. neighborhood not knowing what I was going to get when I knocked on the door because I only heard their, you know, voices over the phone. I didn't actually see them. And it was Mary's stepdad who answered the door and he's like, you can come in. And he's like, "Rosie's in the room. She's going to take a couple hours to get ready. And I didn't, I was in the house for like three hours before I met Mary's mom. She stayed Wait. in the room and finally came out crying. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what's in, happening? Your,
1: in your opinion, what did you get out of that interview that you found the most fascinating or uh, a turn in the interview you didn't think would happen? Actually, I thought um, based on my conversations, I know that they have some very strong
5: opinions about Mary and her marriage. And even though Mary's marriage has, you know, stood the test of time, she's been with Robert Cosby for a long time now, they had so much opportunity to bash Mary and, you know, Robert Cosby and go with the rumors and everything that people were talking about, but they didn't. They believe that their daughter is a victim, of her marriage and of a lot of the things that are being said about her. So I thought that was an interesting take. There were a few tidbits I had to cut out definitely, but it was, it was a great, those are like the
1: brutal ones when you interview somebody cool and they give you something so good and you know, you just can't, you know, like you sometimes just sit on these things and you're like, Oh, this would be mind blowing for an audience to hear, but you're thinking 10 steps down the road. Did you ever hear any opinion from uh, if Mary Cosby uh, heard it or liked it or anything?
5: So I feel like, and I have my conspiracy theories here, but I feel like I don't know if we want to call it Bravo or Mary or somebody was trying to get a you know ahead of the narrative and take control of this interview before it came out. I experienced this with the Fallon interview when you know Portia and Simon got together on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We put out a trailer the week before Simon Gobadia started to try to post things bad about Fallon on Instagram to kind of take control over the narrative. And I just went through this again with the Mary's, Mary Cosby's parents interview. I actually have another big interview coming in between our tour dates and I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to drop a trailer a couple of days before because what happens is I'm allowing everyone to see that there's this interview coming and when it involves you like for Mary and it involves her family, she wants to jump on and talk first. So listen to me first. And that's exactly what she did. The night of the interview, she was on Twitter spaces. Oh yeah. Her first and yeah. only interview her first yeah. and only. And then the day that I dropped the interview, the Jenny Wynn Facebook
1: post resurfaced
5: all in the same day. And I was like, so that interview really, I thought it would get so much more attention,
1: but well, there was a I lot. Mean, but of I it. think it did what it needed to do. I think it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, underground, like amazing music where it gets passed around. Like you see this, like that kind of stuff, I think builds a legend of what we do and, and and what we're trying to do is something different of like, whoa, like that guy went and did that. And to me, that's like when you're doing something, a little left of center or a little left, from what everybody else is doing that's what i think makes this part magical and a viable thing that i think should continue to exist and grow which is what you guys are doing with the the live shows i think is just pushing that even further up into something different something you haven't seen before you might have heard a live podcast but have you seen a live podcast show kind of um i do want to bring up salt lake one more time though in the sense that you know, if you compare it to Beverly Hills, here's somebody that I thought the production team masterfully handed, uh, handled last season in terms of story, in terms of all the, the rumors. Like, no matter how I feel about Erica Jane or Lisa Rinna, it was a masterful season. Now, Salt Lake, I feel like, had everything going for it. I mean, ev- you, we went into that season so hyped because we knew all of it. We already were doing our little producer hats where you have all of this stuff. And of course we had the, you know, Homeland security moment, which was an incredible episode, but it fell off so completely. They didn't, in my opinion, they didn't focus on the right Mary stuff. They went at Meredith in weird ways. Meredith, like, what was your guys' opinion? Did you think it was like a runaway train like I did, or did you have a, a different take on it?
3: Oh,
5: it was too long. And it felt like three different seasons in one. Yeah. Just really unfocused for, for having that much good stuff. Right. It it felt, I mean, Zach, I think you would agree with that. Right. It felt very jumbled.
4: Yeah. I feel like we were all looking forward to it. And I think it's because we came off the Beverly Hills season where we had all of the party drama and we're like, yes, because in, Salt Lake, they arrested Genshaw and they caught the women's reaction in real time. I think that was a total miss on the producers and because they're the ones that are ultimately pushing the stories forward. They're the ones that are interviewing the women in their confessionals. They're the ones that are scheduling when the women appear with what and what's being talked about. And they allowed the women to kind of run away with these other frivolous things like Meredith's dad's memorial that it's just like it didn't it. We were so and maybe it was that we had such high expectations because we knew what was coming and because we came off of Beverly Hills. But to me, it really did. It started strong and we had some good moments, but it just it totally fell flat.
5: And I think the reunion was especially a bomb. I think there's two problems here, too. Like one. It was either, what was it? 23, 24 episodes, which is yeah. way too long. We didn't
1: even get to the Jinsha drama until literally- It was literally. six months from the time the season yes. started till the, like, it was like, we we saw the passing of seasons happen, you know? It was, we, we did
5: not even get the Jinsha arrest moment until episode 10, which was crazy. And now, thank God for New Jersey, they're only giving us like 14 episodes, which is great. But I'm now I'm hoping and I'm scared because Zach's giving all this great tea about Kathy Hilton and when this is all going to happen. I'm like-
1: Guys, we're going to get through like at least 18 episodes before we hear anything about Aspen. It's not happening. Well, because also remember about Beverly Hills is that Kathy didn't even sign on until so many episodes so many the third, yeah she missed the first two-thirds of filming because she wanted more money
4: and she was holding out for more money so that's where i'm like okay you know what erica let's drag kathy because she wanted more money let's know her, <laughs> <with> her paycheck what's
1: your or biggest what? disagreement what is your biggest disagreement as uh show partners now what do you guys <laughs> completely couple. disagree with each other on oh, oh my God. gosh erica and
4: jen no wardrobe. That was literally our fight the other day.
1: Was about the. Was well, about we fought we're gonna about wear
4: the
5: that- to the show and who gets to wear what. Right. We Uh, fought about that
1: because he did. He was like, bitch stole my look the other day. Folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces. I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because quince has has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less Credit card. folks we are at the part of the show where i wax poetic about our sponsors and we have a returning sponsor with us and that is seed which makes one of the damn best probiotics out there period um now they they ask me they send me this this kind of copy to read and they ask me questions like why were you excited to try seed well i was excited to try seed because probiotics it kind of goes hand in hand with trying to make your body better, trying to make your body operate in a smooth or a smoother capacity. And I got to tell you, since I was on all the antibiotics from my face medication from blowing up, they said you need a solid probiotic. And uh, I said, "What about this?" And they were like, "Yeah, you could totally use that." And it was Seed. Um, what I love best about Seed, well. I mean of course, the probiotic part, but I got to tell you, being kind of like f- i 'm not fashionable, but at the same time, I love the way this thing is packaged it 's in this like green bottle, and then they give you this bottle on the side that 's like a daily pill bottle case that you can take around, and it is the coolest packaging i've ever seen a product have like no joke i 've even had somebody ask about it, and they're like that's so cool, and it truly is cool. You should try seed if you want to be cool, (laughs) period. That is why you should try seed, and it's actually good for you. Um, It turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Uh, I knew probiotic tortilla chips sounded way too good to be true. Good news, though. Seeds Daily Symbiotic is the real deal now see it always says not all probiotics are created equal and i agree so what is the daily symbiotic it is a broad spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic it is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages proprietary engineer two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon Uh, If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Now, seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. So what does the Daily Symbiotic do for you? It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean, but it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Um, gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. By the way, do you guys think I should make this podcast kind of like a, like a scientist podcast? I feel very I feel very very knowledgeable right now. So many see improvements in digestion within the first 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and eased bloating. Um, So I want to call you guys to action, start a new healthy habit today, visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem 20% off your first month of seeds daily symbiotic That's seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad folks. This is one of those things is just try it. See if it's your thing, give it a month. This is a good price for a month. Give it a month. See if it works. But we got to start taking care of ourselves. I've been telling myself this this, this, the last year, and I'm starting, damn it. And you're going to start with me. Try it. And now back to the remainder of our show. But then today he came at me really crazy with his octave. Ryan. Ryan
4: i did not steal his look because i submitted my final look first
5: i sent a pinterest first i sent he said what are you wearing i sent an inspiration photo from pinterest (laughs) and then he literally (laughs) went in his closet picked out the exact same i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna
1: wear my inspirational basketball shorts to your show and my inspirational (laughs) walmart jersey um okay that's hysterical but but in terms of bravo opinions. I think you do have disagreements about Erica and Jane, uh, Erica and Jen. What are they? Well, Zach is like a
5: diehard Erica Stan. Yeah, No, where...
4: that is not true. Yes. That oh is a narrative. Wait, wait, wait
5: Zach. It kind of it it's okay, it's okay, but it is true. He's like Gina to Heather to Bro.
1: <laughs> okay. That's a bit <laughs> Erica. Erica, thank you so much for taking me to New York here. Oh, exactly. I love I so appreciate yeah. your friendship. Yes. Mm-
4: I would beg to differ. I think Adam is more of Jen Shaw's asshole than I would be Erica's.
5: We're going to call you Zach Mellencamp. Because- and
4: and and not only that, but we have an entire broadcast from Up and Adam Live with Emily D. Baker where Adam spends 20
1: minutes defending Jen Shaw. No, uh, I'm not defending Jen Shaw, but I will say I went into the last season thing and it was the dumbest move for Jen Shaw to have agreed to be filming while all of this happened. And the show was so weird and so poorly constructed that she ended up looking fine. Like she actually ended up looking better than some of the other ladies. And I was like, what kind of world do we live in? Uh, No offense, Adam, that that somebody that is really, you know, I don't think this is an accident. Like, I, I mean, now I'm really fascinated to hear her defense because she's really so sticking to it. Now I'm like, okay, you've piqued my interest. But at the same time, I was like, yo, this is not it's like weird. It's like when you, when you sit like Erica too, like when you just sit things out, like, or when you just keep, keep, just keep your head down and just keep pushing through. Eventually, like we live in this, like, it's like even the Will Smith Oscar moment. I'm reading yeah. all of these takes on Twitter of like, well, Chris Rock deserved it. I'm like, what? We can't even agree on that. You shouldn't hit somebody on a live brought. Like we can't even agree on that. Like, so right. no matter what I think about Jen or Erica's guilt, it doesn't matter because there's going to be, as many not as many but people that are like totally believer she's innocent free jen shaw it's such a weird time to to be alive it's like you'll never it's like a topic that you can't ever
5: you can't talk about like You know, the pandemic, you can't talk about who you vote for. You can't talk about religion. You can't talk about housewives because you're going to have different opinions. And Zach,
1: at Thanksgiving, it's like no politics and no housewives. Exactly. And Zach's like, you know, were they
5: gifts? Was it a loan? Should she give this back? Should she not? I'm like, yes, she should give it back. Yeah, she did. It's in a did... third party as
3: oh, Yeah, oh.
4: yeah, but,
5: but, but, and the, how do...
4: many earrings has Jen Shaw given up, Adam? Jen Shaw's been arrested and charged and not given up a damn
1: pair of her earrings. She's
4: $10,000. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, more of, I like do know Erica's life. I'm still thinking about Coach's rectum and how it's doing <laughs> and if it's bleeding still or, remember? Oh yeah adam look adam looks really that was the excuse of like he yeah. had a bleeding rectum and that's I, why it
5: was jen very shaw
0: was
1: not
5: yeah i um, had a friend in high school who actually had to get pulled out of high school for like and had to be homeschooled mm-hmm. because of that so every time i hear that for anybody if that's real or not real i don't know but that just like i'm like <laughs> oh oh um, i just think jen shaw should calm down
4: on like the dominatrix sex and bad and maybe that might help
5: um, dude. first of all, Erica's
1: I don't think, photos- I don't think Jen Shah or Erica are sexual beings at all. I think they overdo their sex on the outside of their image because they're not like, I don't, it's the same thing with Kim Kardashian. I don't think they're like sex fiends in any sort of stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Kim
4: Kardashian is a starfish
1: in bed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just lay, just lay there and do whatever you want. Sorry. Um, wh- Zach, who is your dream interview right now? Who Erica would you- Jane. Erica Jane. Z- okay.
4: I would love, I feel like there's no other podcaster or entertainment reporter that has done the amount of research as I've done, or talked to lawyers involved in the case or the victims that were involved with uh, Girardi, Keese. Like I, not just on my show, but the work that I've done off of my show with people confidentially, I feel like I know so much about the case, which is why I come off as an Erica defender is because I feel like she really didn't know what was going on. She was left in the dark a lot. That I feel like I could give her a real solid hour Diane Sawyer interview. Like give it. Have you reached out? Have you reached out? I have, and she does not do podcasts. So, but I was like, I will be your Barbara Walters. Yeah,
1: that would be legendary. It's one of those things. Like I feel like Erica. Yeah, she is probably one of those people that would never do a podcast. Now, Lisa Rinna, on the other hand, I just don't think anybody's going to invite her. Uh, I don't think she does podcasts either. I've invited <laughs> her in the past uh,
4: over the years and her podcast um, is just like, no. Adam, who's your dream interview right now?
5: Honestly, I, I would be intimidated as hell to have this interview, but I would love to have like a sit down one-on-one with Bethany Frankel just to find out everything that she's doing with Be Strong and just really pick her her brain because she is like a literal genius and she's so great at business. And I think that would be an amazing interview, but Really, I want to sit down with Jen Shaw. I want to see the side of Jen that we don't see on Salt Lake City. You know, the we get this kind of these moments where she gets amped up and she's screaming at people or she's fighting with the rest of the cast. But there's an actual person underneath all of the editing and like the show version of Jen Shaw. So I want to meet that person and have that interview, especially right now. when
1: I think know. you I mean, by the way, I think that Jen Shaw thing should definitely be able to happen like no joke, but the. Uh, moving on to OC, Real Housewives of Orange County. I don't know if you guys are keeping it up with it this season. You know, I'm kind of like enjoying it in this weird, bizarre, nothing's happening kind of way. But I just enjoy watching moving images and these ladies. Uh, are you guys watching it? Stack of Vaginas. Yeah. So what? what do we think about Noella? Because Noella seems like she is performing as a third season housewife she's throwing everything against the wall even though it seems like nobody wants to film with her i can't i mean she it's sometimes i'm just like what do you like do you mean any of this what's going on What, what is your take on noella my best analogy for noella is she's kind of like say kim
5: kardashian is the entire housewives like as all franchises put together and then Larsa Pippen, you know, right? That's Larsa. She likes to copy Kim Kardashian. I feel like Noella did the same thing. She's done her homework. She's researched the franchises. And she'll tell you that, that she's seen every single episode. And she was disappointed once she met Heather DeBro because she wasn't who she saw on TV. And I think that's a problem. I understand that these are popular shows. Just like when James Kennedy's like, you know, you're dating a fan. How could, it, how could they not be a fan? We have the number one show on TV. I get it you know, that she would have seen the shows if she's being casted for it, but she really reads like a fan who became a housewife, I think.
1: And do you agree with that, Zach?
4: Yes, I mean she's unpalatable, but at the same time <laughs> she's making she's making OC interesting. But like I'm very similar to you Ryan in the sense that like I don't compare housewives shows to each other. Like I would never compare OC to Jersey because I feel like OC is just a slower paced show. It's lower stakes, lower drama. Like, you know, they're going to fight about stupid fictitious stuff that like doesn't really matter. So to me, OC's been a it's been a fine season. I think it's good. I don't think it's great, but you know i think for what oc is the bar is always pretty low with oc so i think in terms of entertainment value and drama noella's definitely bringing it but i don't really enjoy watching her but at least she makes it
1: exciting well right. i mean i feel like noella is that thing of like this is you know we now have a generation of 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 ladies raised on these shows And so like, you know, you're not going to have me believe that Noella hasn't seen every season. And she, I mean, like, it seems like she's pulling like classic playbooks out of there. And I think part of the thing is, is at the end of the day, we still want real. We still don't want to believe we're being like, already we're making a, um, an allowance that we know this is not exactly real, real on, on housewives sometimes, but with Noella, it's sometimes I'm like, yeah, but we got to have a little, I need to really kind of if I can even hate or love you, I need to see that there's a real you in there somewhere, or what, what is the end goal? And I think when you come off of like, well, I was friends with Bronwyn and, you know, and whatever your opinions of Bronwyn was, I thought that was another person that I never still get the, I I just get the sense of these people want to be famous yeah, and and not even like, you know, actually they want to be influencers. They want to be, you know, like you can tell when like you know, Bronwyn's taking a different tact of like, I'm going to try to show him my real life and see if I can get, get them that way. Like it, it always just seems like it's a business to them instead yeah. of just, you know, like Sonia just like goes off. Like she's shouldn't even be going off as much as she don't does. But she talk
4: does. about the Morgan. <laughs> yeah. letters. i mean, like,
1: how many times has that happened? I don't know. So I just think sometimes that's frustrating about a show like that is that Because then you throw that in there and it definitely flusters Heather Dubrow, which I think is amazing because, you know, you want that. But
4: can I just say we got rid of Kelly Dodd. And Heather Dubrow was like, yes. And then we bring in Noella and Heather Dubrow. Like, I want to know what Heather thinks about that. Because they got rid of Kelly Dodd because Heather didn't like Kelly Dodd. And now we brought in Noella, who's equally as chaotic and loves to antagonize Heather, that she probably thought she was going to come in. Well, she did, because we see her at the beginning of the season really walk in. Like, I'm coming back. They gave me my own promo. Like, she was walking in like she was head honcho. And then Noella is just like,
1: clip clip. Yeah. Clip. I mean, that's, it's like so funny. Like she, I, I imagine she was pitched by the producers of like, you're coming in to save the OC. You will be the queen. And like, you know, and that's gotta be very attractive to somebody of like, okay, I will come back for that. And so you can kind of see that flustered of like, oh, I have to deal with this annoying Nat, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jersey, where are you guys at on Jersey? Are you enjoying it this season? Oh my God. I love this season.
5: I feel like I, I, we have this conversation every week because we do our announcements over our Jersey recaps, um, for the tour. But I feel like for Jersey, I'm so fixated right now on Louis Ruelas and all of the red flags and the lawsuits and the videos and the 20 foot long scroll and everything that he has going on that I'm just like
1: in it. Jersey has my attention. I talked to one of his ex-girlfriends on the, I think it'll be this week on the pod or I did, did last week. And we, you know, we were very, you know, we didn't use his name or, you know, but it's, it, and it, it's just, it's wild. Pulled a Jennifer like, Aiden. What's that? They said you pulled a Jennifer Aiden. You I were did. I, I, it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. No, but it's just wild. Like the, the Louis stuff is, you know, it, it, but it's, it's, it's kind of in that same camp of um, Jennifer Shaw, Erica Jane of like, Well, if you just keep your head down and deny, 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 eventually people are going to be like, I think he looks like she really digs him. It looks good. You know, like people don't like I I just find that a really interesting part of pop culture now. And, And I think last night we saw it again with the will and Chris slap is that, you know, people are like, no, Chris deserved it. I'm like, whoa, we can we're just saying that now Like we can say it is totally right to be hit on national television over a joke. And I think Louis with the same way of like, he's rewriting, like there's police reports of him having laid hands on somebody He's like, no, no, never, never. That's crazy. That's great. I would never do that. And if somebody lies, you just take it as truth now.
4: Yeah, I mean, the reality shows have become their way. The Kardashians, I think, kind of built that as their way of controlling the narrative. Narrative is if I just continue to pitch you my story and my version of the events, and I have the screen time and the camera time to be able to sell you this story, then I think you can do it. And Louis is very much a businessman. He knows what he's doing. Teresa is a seasoned reality star that I think they know what they're doing. And I think we may be talking about them right now, but if they get married and they come back for another season, season we're going to be we're so quick to just move on to the next storyline and the next yeah, yeah, yeah. that we will forget about it and we will move right on but i love yeah. that margaret's really kind of you know leading the Wait, is it, is,
1: isn't margaret going to be one, at one of your shows
4: yeah in our new york show wow and she's going to be in person in person we don't do virtual guests at our <laughs> live shows um she will be in person
1: at city winery in new york city on april 28th um wow that's that's incredible yeah i know uh my buddy samaj who's definitely going to your show uh he bought new york tickets and and i know a lot of people already bought new york, wait, Are is new york tickets still available or is that you have a few new york and national okay. tickets left yes yeah
3: um
1: adam as we start winding down do you guys have like 12 more minutes are you good yeah okay why what, what do you like about youtube why youtube for you
5: well, originally it started as a way to get away from my fiance during the pandemic because Perfect. I was watching Screaming Housewives on TV all day. And he was like, get off your ass and do something, make it into a job. And I was <laughs> like, Here, I get out get Wait, Are you are you with Lou? Everyone. Are you with Louis? Yeah. Yes. I'm with Louis. Yes. No, but seriously, um, when I had nothing to do during the pandemic, I went to school for broadcast journalism and somehow I was just in introduced to YouTube. Like it's weird. I always knew about YouTube. I would go on YouTube randomly to figure out how to fix things, but I never actually knew about the whole community on YouTube. And I think that's one of the things
1: that I love the, the most is the fact what that would you met- describe the community. How would you describe a YouTube community or cause I even noticed like there were people in the comment section commenting. And I was like, wow, this is like a whole, a whole thing, you know? Yeah, it's great. Well, it depends. It's very much so like Bravo and
5: Housewives. Like you get some really catty people who try to take you out and spread awful rumors about you, which I hate. Wait, that you have awful it. rumors spread about you? Yes, YouTube can be vicious and <laughs> other creators will plant things on you and say what? that like one of the craziest rumors that I heard was when all of this happened. <laughs> I heard there was a rumor and it was started by another YouTuber who had a much bigger platform than mine and almost took out my platform with this rumor, told everybody that, I befriended her to get this information about Erica Jane and I stole the information about Erica's divorce and I sold it to page six. So then of course, if you have a big enough platform and you start telling your viewers that people in Montana or you know Florida or where I live in Florida or California, people who are not so well-versed in YouTube and how it works and how you sell stories are going to think, wow, that dirty thing that Adam did selling stories to page six when we know that's not how it works. You Almost know,
1: Kathy so Hilton does that to Raider Online. Yeah, as well, a, follow, okay. a follow-up question, how do I sell something to Page Six? I would love to. I need it. I need some extra rent money. This, this. I mean, that's that's crazy that that actually happens, and it's so funny because I know we do something that people kind of can be considered. um, like when I tell people I do a show about housewives and stuff, they're like, they look at me and they're like, what? And I'm like, okay, yeah, LOL. But it's like very serious. <laughs> we put a lot of work into this. So it's interesting that as adults, we still deal in this kind of petty bullshit at times of starting oh, it's, rumors. It's like the, the the school playground all over again. It's so, it's interesting. It's nasty. And
5: um, sometimes at first, that that was probably one of the biggest challenges for me was trying to get out of that and be able to ignore it while also focusing on the positive. And now really, I think the biggest takeaway from starting this channel is how many amazing people I've met and yeah. putting this community together and this tour, which is part of all of it, and just the opportunities that come with it. It's just kind of like this little, it's like one of Erica's stories describing Tom and it just goes and goes and goes and you don't know where it's going. Like, that's how I feel about everything
1: that's happening. And then John the Wayne gets involved. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is it true that you used to work at TomTom? Tom? Is that how you know the Toms? Yeah, so I worked at TomTom Tom Answer and my fiance worked at Pump. Now, were you there when that lady shit herself at Sir supposedly, and then that made the lawsuit? Was that uh, were Ramona? you there at that time? No, no, remember that. Remember that lawsuit that was like out there while she yeah. said she she literally shit herself at the table. It's like a it's a crazy. It's not. A she true ate something lawsuit. bad, right? Like she. Well, she said she ate something some bad, food. and she was like projectile vomiting. It was like Ooh. it's one of the most ridiculous lawsuits I've ever read through. But I didn't know if you had been there that night. No, I was not there that night. Okay. Not at all, and very.
5: Very glad that I was not there that night.
1: <laughs> were you ever interviewed to be on the show or to be in any of that stuff? And did you get a job at TomTom Tom because you truly love reality shows? Or did your love of reality shows happen after you worked there?
5: No. So um, I did interview for the show for season two and season nine. Um, and dude, how old are you? You look like you're like 23. Were you were you like at like age 13 <laughs> applying it? Like, sir, I was. I think I was 19 years old when I got the job at Sir. 19 okay. or 20. I just got out of um, college and I packed up my stuff, moved to LA,
1: and I met Sheena at a bar. And Sheena got me my job at Sir. But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you met Sheena at a bar and she said, "I want to give you a job." Yeah, her
5: husband at the time, Mike Shea, who wasn't oh, I know yet. Mike Shea. <laughs> yeah, Mike Shea was the bartender, and she was sitting at the bar, just <laughs> talking to him. And she just went to some like prices right party or something like that because I remember her talking about. Maybe it was Steve Harvey. I don't know. Anyway, she was all excited, and then I met her, and she's like, "What are those resumes for?" And I was like, "I need a job." And she's like, "Well, I work at a place called Sir." I was like, "Sign me up!" No way! What a what a chance
1: meeting that has affected your entire life.
5: Yeah, which is actually weird. When I left Sir, I you know Lisa, Ken, everybody they were always so sweet. So I have nothing negative to say about anybody there. But when I left, you don't really leave. So when I came back a year, two years later, I moved to Thailand, moved to New York, came back. And when I came back, I walked in, sir, like, hi, everyone, kind of thinking everybody would greet me, happy to see me. Like I was happy to see them. And I got like the cold shoulder, like you went against the family. So I was out and I somehow snuck my way into getting Jason a job in the pump where they hired him as a host and he ended up running the entire restaurant. And at the time when Tom and Tom were hiring for Tom, Tom, Jason had this great relationship with Lisa. She loves Jason and she he said, "Well, what about my fiance? I think you would like him." And she's like, "Send him in." And when I walked in, she didn't remember me from working at Sir but Tom and Tom did, hence the job at Tom Tom.
1: Well, they treated you like Stassi when she left Sir and then tried to come back. They Oh, you it's those. it's like a real thing. You get like blacklisted from but is it, but, but you know what like that that's kind of like a lot of places that I've noticed you know like people people that's why I think these shows work and especially a show like Vanderpump Rules when you really base it around work there's like weird shit that goes down at all of our jobs you know like yeah. there's weird weird stuff in fact I wish the show would actually focus a little bit more on the real part of the restaurant, you know, it's like Tom Tom was like one of the most diverse crews that I've seen in terms of like the bartenders, the bar staff. Like, you know, we're but like I know Brett and 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 Logan and all those guys. And I'm like, why isn't the show about these? Do you know Brett? Guys? Yeah, Brett Kenyon, yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh. And Logan. Oh okay. First of all, Logan and Brett I used to have to split up the fights between the two of them oh, because <laughs> dude, I remember I remember when like they I had to sit like Brett was almost crying once and I was just like no he's just Logan like picks on him like a big brother. It's like, Logan's such a
5: bitch to him. And I don't, and I always
1: tell Logan. I never had seen that side of Logan before. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, this is insane. I know
5: where the real riff comes from, which is they would probably both kill me for it, but I don't care. I'll tell it on here. It's because (laughs) Logan moved here because he met Tom and Ariana. in a St. Louis bar, yeah. In in a St. Louis bar. And they said, well, we're opening up a bar. You can get a job here. That's how he got down here. And he really loved the fact that when the Toms would come in or Tom and Ariana, you know, they would gravitate, like go straight to him. And he'd be like, Hey, and he got a lot of attention from that because he actually knew them. And some other people would play it coy, I guess, but for Brett, Once he started working there, he met Sheena after like a couple of months and they really clicked. And Logan's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to have a best friend on the show? You thirsty bitch. Like (laughs) I'm the only one who's real friends with somebody on the show. So they would fight over it. And Brett's like, I don't know why you're picking on me. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Oh my God. Well, that's funny. You know, your show will be very interesting for me because it'll be the first. uh, I've never officially met Sheena in person and Sheena kind of has beef with me. So it'll be because I... Well, she thinks I released her baby name before it was, and it wasn't me. It was a YouTube video and it got made. And I just talked about it in, uh, I, I put an Instagram story and I had Brett and Jamie, uh immediately text like how dare you and i was like what are you talking about like this is public information i didn't i didn't you know and i took it down immediately but then bro was like how dare you you don't you're well i mean me and brett are fine now and me and jamie are fine now and i've even had text conversations with sheena but i've never met her in person and now i'm very scared to meet brock in person <laughs> i would be like this is the guy that we think released the baby name which you know i i just I, I'm it's gonna be like that old school new
5: old school New Jersey was uh Housewives was playing a couple weeks ago, and you see where the big guy comes in who's been tweeting about Melissa Gorga being on the <laughs> poll and Joe Gorga's like, let me talk to him, where's he at? So that's what, <laughs> yes, we'll exactly. see. That's gonna be interesting. Wow. I'm I know this to- is
1: this is this is very exciting. Um, <laughs> before I let you guys go, Zach, I do want to talk about your wine too, because I just got a box of like beautiful canned wine. Uh, which I don't know if anybody's ever described canned wine as beautiful, but I have. You have a whole canned wine business. Is that true?
4: Yes. Um, I have it's called the it's no filter wine, but we um pitch it to people as the housewives watching wine because it's the wine that you can drink while you're watching the housewives because <laughs> each of the cans is designed around like iconic housewives moments. So when we first launched, we had I'm ready to mention it all, I'm ready to flip a table. Now tell me who go and check me, boo. And um, I stole Kim's goddamn house. And then we just relaunched this month um, with four new designs. We have the famous Erica Jane or What? We have Margaret Joseph's Your Husband's in the pool. We have <laughs> Meredith Mark's um, I'm Disengaging. And then we have Kenya Moore's I'm Gone with the Wind, fabulous. But we've
1: tweaked it to be I'm gone with the wine, fabulous. Can you can you get Margaret to chug one of her own wines at the She Eli doesn't show?
4: drink? Margaret doesn't oh, drink. I, damn I would it. love to have her sh- not not just chug it, but shine shotgun it and then smash the can on our head. Oh I mean that would be that
1: would be amazing. Um that's and also these cans are kind of the perfect party thing. Like if you have a bachelorette party, if you have a bachelor, like if you have like these are kind of like the fun thing that you should have around regardless um, you know, it's fun to drink by yourself. And I mean, sometimes sad, but it can be fun mainly. But if and these are for I parties
4: am by myself all the time, Ryan Bailey. There's I I know
1: I said there. sad. Yeah, I said <laughs> I said it sad. It was sad. No, but I think Zach misses
5: the point too, is like they can get you can sneak them in anywhere yeah. that you're really not allowed to drink. Can I bring it on the plane?
4: I mean, if you can sneak it on the plane. I mean, it's a liquid. I like Adam stopped it to say he's missing Uber. the
1: point. You can sneak it on. No,
4: I. No. That's literally how I sell it on Instagram. But Adam doesn't follow me on Instagram. He has me blocked from all his stories. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so it's a it's six ounces of wine, but they're in like a compact can. So I sneak them everywhere in my Ubers, in my pocket, in my bags. How so- do
1: I how do I buy them? Do you just go to your Instagram page, or what are you?
4: NoFilterWine.com and they're thirteen percent alcohol by volume, so they pack thirteen. Up that's
1: that's a lot.
4: But there's less than a gram of sugar in them, so you don't have like that gnarly wine headache the next yeah. day, Um, unless you're Dana Wilkie and you make that up. But oh. you do, they're they're great. They're available at NoFilterWine.com. We have a rose and a white wine. So you tried the rose originally, Ryan, but now we yeah. launched a new white wine. So they're I'm, yummy. I'm very exactly excited to keep drinking it.
1: Uh, and and finally, uh, as we as we wrap up here, I just wanted to get qu- real quickly your thoughts on the big announcement last week of Real Housewives of New York Legacy and Real Housewives of New York Classic Coke. What do you guys uh, What do you guys feel about uh, what the the plan is for the New York? I mean, I
5: guess I'm optimistic about the idea because Below Deck Down Under and Real Housewives of Miami and Ultimate Girls Trip that came awesome. out on
1: Peacock—they were all awesome too.
5: I yeah, love Below were, Deck
1: Down Under. Yeah,
5: eg- exactly. So if they're doing a reboot, I'm interested to see. I'm not, you know, done with the OGs just yet. I want to see how they continue on, and I would still follow them. But I do agree that mixing them with their the way that they are and they're so set in their ways with an entirely new crowd, it's it's going to be a problem. So I thought it was interesting that they went you know, with two different shows. And I want to know, are they actually paying the OG housewives $100,000 for an entire season? Because if that's true, you're not getting any of them.
1: Well, I don't know, Adam, like really think about it. If you have been like some of these ladies have been begging to get back on the air or were to believe that they've been begging, oh, yeah. you will take a pay cut just because, you know, with your visibility there, you can sell all of your other like shindig things like you can Promot- sell all your yeah. other products. Yeah, exactly. I'm right saying right. with that, it's like a free advertising thing, you know, so maybe you would talk yourself into doing it and taking the pay cut just for that promotional opportunity.
5: Or even like I know Zach really wants Kelly Ben Simone back on. And I know oh,
1: that she God, could she don't. could
5: advertise her real estate business. So yeah, you're right. Now, what do you think?
4: Um, I'm not interested in meeting seven new women. I just don't care. I think I'm <laughs> oh like God. I zero... wait. So you're
1: filled wait, you never want to meet a new cast ever again in your life. What about Dubai? <laughs>
4: Yeah. What, what's going to happen I'm, then? Dubai, I'm excited about because that's a new culture. It's a new country. It's a new. So you'll meet new vibe. women
1: if you get to to meet a
4: new culture. What it is, is you getting, And I think there's this fatigue. Bethany Frankel said it best, like Housewives is failing to inspire people moving forward. And I think you and I have discussed this, Ryan, where I think a lot of people are watching Housewives out of loyalty and we're not necessarily bringing in new people. And I don't think a new young 23, 24 year old is going to care to watch a reboot of Real House of new york we've seen it with all these other shows that they've tried to reboot fuller house didn't really bring a new audience um all these shows uh, saved by the bell like that they've tried to reboot with how dare you life. compare fuller house to real housewives are you and out of your mind <laughs> i'm saying what i'm saying is reboots don't necessarily motivate a new audience they only motivate the original audience that watched them before and yeah. And so I think when it comes to if we were going to do this, I think it's too soon. Like, I think Miami worked because Miami took eight years off the air and the women were hungry for it and they brought it and they didn't care about the money and they didn't even care about having a full time status because we see Adriana and Marisol really brought it this season and they weren't even full time housewives. I think we needed to take a break. We needed to give the audience a chance to miss the oh, the current cast members. We needed to give the current cast members a chance to have a taste of what fame is like or what fame isn't like when they have to go back to, you know, bussing tables like John Goslin at Applebee's. Like, we needed to give them a moment. Well, we see Sonia Morgan's on in OnlyFans now, and she's, like, doing, like, risque. Stuff. It's not just, like, look at my closet. She's like, I'm in the bathtub now. Um, so I think... You know, I don't love the idea. Am I going to watch it? Sure. Am I going to give it a chance? Yeah, I'll, I'll see what they bring with both of these two new shows. But I don't think too many of the original, like, I don't think Ramona will come back to the legacy show. I think she's she has nothing to gain at this point other than a further tanked reputation that I think she has her real estate business. She's ready to move on with her life. Sonia's going to come back. Jill's going to come back. But when you have too many thirsty housewives that want it too badly, we don't really get anything great out of it. We see Luann leaking stories in the the press about um her having an opportunity with E, e yeah, may yeah not come back because of that, and you know it's really because she wants more money is what it looks like, and it's just like I just I I'm I'm not
1: thrilled about okay, it. So like he said I'm bored. TBD. TBD. Yes. Yeah. Um, and finally, what both of you guys, if you could think of your favorite. Uh, so bad it's good moments so bad it's good is it, it can be whatever your heart desires for me it's aviva throwing her leg or um uh fergie pissing her pants during a live concert you know what is your so bad it's good pop culture moment that always sticks out in your mind of i can't believe i'm watching this and i love it
5: I think it's the one that probably got me into watching Housewives in the first place, which was you stole my goddamn house. And then Zach ended up slapping it on a rosé and like (laughs) how iconic it still is to this day. That's just so bad. It's good. Like it was cringy because you're watching family fight and, you know, you're calling each other like one's an alcoholic, one's this. And it's a lot,
1: (laughs) but it was great and it's lived on forever. It's one of those things that Housewives really has quite like those things of you can't believe you're watching this. Yeah. Like or you even, can't like, you're like, what goodbye, an, what an incredible uh, cool. moment. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye, Carl.
4: That season of Beverly Hills though, was just that finale. The you stole my goddamn house finale was so good. Like we need to take, but well, I mean, Beverly Hills is great. I love Beverly Hills for it's panty gate and it's puppy gate and it's Kim's goddamn house. I love it all.
1: Okay. You guys, how do we uh, promote this show? Like I said, live stream, where do we go to be a part of your first tour?
4: spillingtealive.com spillingtealive.com you can can buy tickets live
1: stream yeah regular tickets all at live at spillingtealive.com and if anybody's listening that's going to be at the los angeles show please come up and say hi afterwards i can't wait to meet whoever is there uh it seems like it's i mean it's already sold out so it seems like it's gonna be crazy what what else uh what else do we need to know
5: no i was just gonna say too on you know like for everybody there, there have been so many people who were disappointed that LA sold out so fast and they were like, you know, we were waiting to buy our tickets and hopefully we can do more after these three cities. That's the plan. But in the meantime, if you can't make LA, like, you know, Ryan and Zach both said, you can get live stream tickets, but there's also different bundles and packages. Like there's one package for all three cities where you get all of the, you know, before and after parties, you get the bonus footage, you get to live chat and ask questions while we're on stage live from you know the feed which is it's just so interactive it's great i'm excited
1: well i'm and i'm offering my i have a ticket and i'm offering that to the highest bidder and <laughs> i also get to come live with you then too so that's a bundle that's a package as well so if anybody's hard up for a ticket let me know do they get to do they get you in the in the girardi lingerie yeah of course yeah this is an <laughs> it's a very big very big package all money goes to charity the charity being me and it's gonna be very exciting Love it. Um, and of course, you can subscribe uh, Subscribe to Adam's YouTube channel, Up in Adam Live. I'm going to put all the information on the show description. You're going to uh, subscribe to Zach's podcast. You're going to buy the wine. You're going to do all of this. This is really exciting because it's exciting for me, too, because this shows that there is a hunger for this stuff, that people are really enjoying what they're doing, what we're doing over here, and, and, and we just want to continue to grow. So thank you to the audience, everybody that's listening, is that we're able to do these wild cool things because of you at the end of the day and i think these two guys are really showing what can be done with this platform in a really really fun way so i appreciate you guys taking all the time today to uh to to be with us it, it was great oh thank you for thank having you us Brian. come on a little more excited than that thank you
4: hey <laughs> Brian, oh my god i'm gonna give you a blowy after this
0: oh. betches